2: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Rishi to the rescue. As the Chancellor commits to spending billions more on support packages for workers and UK companies, our expert explains what you could be entitled to. And after we've crunched those numbers, maths teacher and TV personality Bobby Seagull will be joining me to talk about this year's National Numeracy Day, an opportunity for people of all ages to boost their numeracy and money management skills. Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast about personal finance and investing. I'm Claire Barrett, FT Money Editor, bringing you all of this week's news. Millions of people are desperately worried about their finances during the current crisis, but the UK government continues to extend its package of support measures for workers, companies and the self-employed. However, knowing exactly what you might be entitled to is hard to keep track of as the schemes keep being adjusted. But here to guide listeners through the latest changes is Lindsay Cook, our Money mental columnist. Welcome to The Money Show, Lindsay. Hello. So the big news this week was the Chancellor's announcement that the furlough scheme um, for payrolled workers has been extended potentially until October of this year.
2: Indeed. Uh, When the scheme was launched in March, um, it was open for employers to nominate staff to get up to 80% of their pay up to 2,500 a month. And more than 7 million employees have been nominated by their employees. Their employers to get this money from the government. They've started getting the money. Uh, It's been extended once to the end of May. Uh, And then this week, uh, Rishi Sunak has said it's going to, um, sorry, it's been extended to the end of June. And then this week, Rishi Sunak said it would go on to October. It will carry on as it is at the moment until the end of July, which is the government paying the money um, through um, employees. Uh, payroll. And um, people aren't allowed to work. They've got to be at home. So it's it's an interesting one in that many companies don't have any, any work for their staff to do, but soon they will begin to get to halfway working, one hopes. And the scheme should move on so that when um, people have work or companies have work for their staff, they can... Um, go back into the office or into the factory and work, say, part time. The details of how that will work from the end of July onwards have not been made yet. They're going to be available from the end of this month. And the idea is that um, it seems if a company has, say, two days work a week for um, an employee, then they will pay the normal two days work and the government will top it up to the 80%. Some companies have actually topped up to 100% of earnings anyway, but that is a big ask the longer this goes on. But Absolutely. now it's going on to October, it means there isn't going to be a big emergency, but people really have to while they're at home, they should be sorting out their finances. They may have um, got a mortgage holiday or a, a holiday on their credit cards or a holiday on their um car loans, but they really need to sort out how they're going to pay the extra interest on the loans and how they're going to get back into normal working and um, pay their bills.
1: Absolutely. And being furloughed obviously presents the ideal opportunity to go through the finances, as you say. But the other big event that's happening this week is that millions of self-employed workers um, can apply for the SEISS. This is the Self-Employed Income Support Scheme, so the equivalent, if you like, of the 80% furlough scheme for payroll workers. But this um, is the bit that the self-employed
2: will get. How is that going to work? well it runs for 3 months um the um portal has only just opened it's run by hmrc as well it started before it was officially open it opened officially on the 13th and runs to the 18th and self-employed people who filled um returned tax returns will be invited to apply on certain days between the 13th and 18th um it's random it's not first come first served um i've heard people are already applying and they're getting through and it's it's absolutely working well um, and they are being told that they should get um, up to seven and a half thousand which is the maximum um, in one lump sum within six working days of their Claim being accepted. Some people are being uh, told they they fall foul of the scheme, and they're being told in bland ways. They're not told you don't get this because you didn't fill in your tax return on time. They're told it may be because you earned more than fifty thousand, which was one of the, or your profits were more than fifty thousand, or it may be because you didn't fill in a tax return, or it may be for some other reason. So they they're just giving the general rules. So you have to go through and. Um, There is a helpline and I've heard people saying that when they went through the helpline, it's like ringing HMRC normally. They've been told within a few minutes, oh yes, I can see what's gone wrong here. Yes, you'll get your money.
1: Okay, so we'll probably come back to this on the podcast in future weeks, because it looks like there could be some issues to come. But the more immediate question with the Self-Employed Income Support Scheme is that this um, lump sum payment, which will be taxable eventually, um, of up to £7,500, that covers the months of March, April and May. Now, yesterday, we heard the Chancellor um, say, having already extended um, the PAYE equivalent till June, that he was going to do so um, for July. But the self-employed they've got to wait to see whether this scheme will be extended or whether that's their lot.
2: It's a bit early as today, uh, the 13th, is the first day that people officially can apply. So uh, the Treasury doesn't know how many people are going to apply, how many people are going to qualify. There is also one other big difference. The self-employed can work elsewhere and earn money while they're claiming this. So they could start a new business I know one person who has a hairdressing salon who is actually a greeter at a local supermarket to keep the queues going through. So you can earn money. Uh, You're not going to be necessarily in the same parlous state. And I know of other self-employed people who are adapting their businesses, um, and they can do so without the worry of, I'm not getting money today. Um, Small restaurants, one I know of, is um, doing a takeaway service, which is starting slowly, but it's keeping in contact with their regular business. And they are really pleased that people who love going to the restaurant are actually doing it, thinking, oh, I'd like some a meal from there. It's not the same ambiance, but it's keeping the business going. And I think a lot of people are supporting small local businesses. So we'll see how it goes. And I'm sure from all the measures we've seen, whether it's uh, bounce back, whether it's this, whether it's furlough, if there are properly voiced criticisms from various bodies, such as the Federation of Small Business, etc., if they're properly voiced and quantified, we seem to get a a further response. So um, I wouldn't rule it out that there is some more, but I think they need to know just what the bill is to start with.
1: I think that's very wise counsel, Lindsay. Now, one group of people who we've featured since the start of the crisis who unfortunately don't come under either scheme are limited company directors who pay themselves predominantly via dividends. Now, this group are being particularly hard hit. Obviously, they can borrow through the bounce back loan scheme, although not all of them feel confident about doing so if their income has entirely stopped. Um, Billions already lent um, through the bounce back loan scheme. Um, But we are hearing, unfortunately, Lindsay, from self-employed readers included, um, who are already fearing that the end game for them could be insolvency.
2: Well, I'd say the very first thing, if they have no income, is to look at whether they're eligible for universal credit. And this has been improved during this uh, particular crisis. It's still not massive amounts of money, but for um, a family in London, um, you can get up to £1,900 a month. Um, Many of the websites, um, Step Change, Citizens Advice, have um, benefit calculators. And I've come across people who've been pleasantly surprised. They've either got a mortgage, they've got children, um, other costs, and and they are getting more than they expect. And that is a help. Uh, Of course,
1: if you've got got savings, the amount of universal credit that you can claim will be curtailed.
2: It will. But one thing that They are uh, allowing people, if you have got savings, as most small businesses should have, um, towards their tax bill or their VAT bill, they will be excused. They won't be counted. So if you were, and I know the the, uh, tax bill that's due in July can be uh, deferred until January and the current VAT bills can be deferred. so that gives a bit of breathing space as well for people's savings. But the money you have, if you say to uh, the Universal Credit, the benefits people, this is for my tax bill. See what my tax bill was going to be. Um, they will, they should ignore it.
1: Well, that's very helpful information. And you've also been speaking to Business Deadline about the kind of calls they're receiving from people who are running their own businesses who are fearing the worst.
2: Yeah, Business Debt Line, it's the only free dedicated debt advice service for small businesses. And and it is very busy at the moment. One of the things that they're finding is that um, a lot of the people um, who come to them, yes, they are suddenly thrown into debt and they haven't experienced this in the same way before. But a lot of them are owed money by other businesses. And so on their website and through... Telephone and other cancelling, um, they can help people um, to negotiate with the people up the line. And what is really annoying is that quite often the bigger the per, the company they've supplied, um, the more likely they're to wait a long time. So it's a matter of if you owe money, you say to the people who are your um, creditors. Um, I want to continue trading. I can give you so much now and give you more and pay you interest or whatever. You need to negotiate. Business Deadline will help you. So will other organizations. Your accountant might even be able to do this. Um if you're not if you and you've got to assess this properly, and again, business deadline have lots of um documents on its website that and way to go through if you really don't think your businesses are going concern then it probably isn't necessary to negotiate how you're going to pay them but getting money in first from the people who owe you uh, is is really crucial earlier this year business Netline did a survey and they found 45% of the people coming to them um had serious amounts of money owed to them one woman um, whose case um was owed 40,000 pounds now One of the things they advised her to start with, uh, because at that stage, they weren't sure whether her business was going to be viable or not, was to open other bank accounts so that if money came in, her bank that she owed money to wouldn't get it all because she needed to continue and buy supplies and things. So it's the basic things about... And she didn't have a separate personal bank account, and that's a failing of a lot of small businesses. You should keep your money separate so that your family doesn't suffer if your business does.
1: Well, getting advice early is the advice given to people in problem debt often, who will wait and carry on for months, if not years, struggling um, with a problem. Whereas if they get help earlier, it may be easier to solve. So, what would your advice be, Lindsay, for anyone listening who is really struggling? To manage their personal finances and can just see their debts mounting up.
2: Well, I think I think the important thing is to get early advice from one of the organisations I've mentioned. They are they are wonderful. Quite often, um, people go to people like Business Night Deadline. They think their business is absolutely finished, and during the conversations they have, they see another route forward, and it may be their business is slightly changed for the circumstances. It's not all about just money in, money out. It's about how am I going to develop this so it's a viable business going forward. Uh, Bankruptcy is feared by most as they start, but most of them avoid it. They may be able to do a voluntary arrangement, which is more harrowing in that you're paying money back for five or six years, whereas bankruptcy... it's all over and done within a year, but you can lose your home, you can lose your car. Uh, In extreme cases, you might lose some of your pension. So you need to take advice from people who've been there lots of times, know what it's going to cost you. As I say, there's so much information online. I mean, Gov UK has it as well. But I think the charities are much more um, gentle in the way they talk about these things. Because at the moment, people who are facing enormous debts, it's not generally their fault. Some may have overextended. Some may have taken on contracts that they thought were going to be the making of their company. And it's just happened at the wrong time. And what we need is lots and lots of people to have the confidence to get back to work. It may be working for somebody else. It may be a different business. A lot of people are developing new businesses while their old one is closed down. And it may be they end up with two smaller businesses.
1: Well, thanks very much there to Lindsay Cook. And we should say, you should also read Lindsay's own um, words of wisdom. Her feature, How COVID-19 is Changing Problem Debt, is on the FT Money website now. You can read it for free, ft.com slash money. As a maths teacher, Bobby Seagull is used to being asked, sir... What's the point of maths? But he says he's finding that question somewhat easier to answer as maths and statistics come to the fore during the pandemic. People are looking to the numbers for answers, whether that's in measuring the rate at which new infections are spreading or the number of daily tests being carried out. But as people's finances start to come under renewed pressure, Bobby argues that maths and numeracy skills have never been more crucial. And he joins me on the line now. Welcome
0: to The Money Show, Bobby. Hello Claire. always a pleasure to be on the show, especially I'm in a, I'm in a particularly busy time for me now, good, good busy.
1: Well yeah, well, tell us briefly what you've been up to since you were last on.
0: Um, so uh, obviously I'm not physically in school, but I've continued my teaching in another capacity. So like Joe Wicks is inspiring kids to be healthy in uh, body, I'm doing the same for their mathematical minds. So I do maths lessons uh, on Monday, Wednesday and Friday on Facebook. Uh, and then with the Strictly crew, Oti Mabuse is a champion. She invited me to join her home festival team. So I teach things like geography, history, even drama. I did it this morning. I did a lesson on Nigeria, looked at their culture, looked at their demographics, but even did a Nigerian dance. <laughs> um, and I do my quiz for NHS with them every Saturday at five o'clock, great fun with the family. And then on Monday, the 18th of May at 9 p.m. on BBC Two, do you know what you should be doing, Claire?
1: Um, watching BBC One that's a guess
0: yes you're watching BBC Two oh, <laughs> BBC Two BBC sorry yes, okay. BBC One will be grateful for people watching them um, against Monkman and Seagull because we are unstoppable there's a new three part series one hour each exploring Britain's inventions and discoveries from 1750s 1900s so it's going to be great family fun
1: Excellent. Well, it's always lovely to see you and Eric Monkman on the TV. Reminds us of your duels on University Challenge. And and anyone who wants to um, avail themselves of Bobby's maths lessons should follow you on Facebook, I assume.
0: Yes, Facebook or Twitter. Then I often post the details there as well, at Bobby underscore Stephen. Well, in your column at The Weekend... You love a
1: quiz um, and you challenge FT readers to answer five maths questions, um, including one that you're going to read out now to see how many people listening to the podcast might be able to solve it in their minds.
0: Okay. Millie's lunch contains 640 calories of energy. What percentage is this of her daily target intake of 2000 calories?
1: Okay. So... Sounds fairly simple. Millie's lunch, 640 calories. What is that expressed as a percentage of her daily target intake of 2000 calories? Well, I have to say, Bobby, if this was me talking about my lunch, then um, I think <laughs> indeed my daily intake, I think the numbers would be somewhat larger. But my approach to solving this question is 2000 calories is 100%. So if we want to find out 1% of that, um, Divide by 100, knock off two noughts, that's 20. Mm -hmm. And then 640 calories of energy, to express that as a percentage, we divide it by 20, because that's 1%. Or we can even knock the noughts off, um, 64 divided by 2, instead of 640 divided by 20, to make it a bit easier. So I would say the
0: answer is 32%. 10 points, FT money (laughs) Barrett. That's what Paxton (laughs) would say. Um, but, But the shocking thing about this is that We have five similar questions like this. And when posed to UK adults, one in two adults would either score zero, one or two on this. And that sort of shows the underlying issue with maths and numeracy in the UK. And National Numeracy was set up as an organisation to try and tackle that because I think literacy is something we've got a firm grip on. Most people leave school comfortable reading, writing, filling in forms. But numeracy still has a level where one in two adults have the numeracy levels we'd expect from an 11-year-old child in primary school. And that's what National Numeracy Day is all about tackling.
1: Now, you became an ambassador for National Numeracy, which is the charity behind the annual day, which actually um, takes place in the UK this year on the 13th of May, Wednesday. So um, podcast listeners are going to be coming to this slightly late, but that doesn't matter because National Numeracy Day is very different this year because of lockdown, and it's going to be a virtual online festival. So there's still time for people to grab a piece of the
0: action. Absolutely. It all stay online on the national numeracy website. That's on numeracyday.com. And this year, we've got a great variety of people involved. Obviously, Rachel Riley from Countdown, Martin Lewis from Money Saving Expert. Uh, they're sort of the key ambassadors with me and they're delivering talks online throughout the day. We've also had people like um, Bank of England Chief Economist Andy Haldane talking about importance of numeracy, former Children's Laureate, Lauren Child, reading some of our books, which have a lot of numeracy. And Rob Easterway, a maths author, talking about maths for mums and dads. And these videos will all be available throughout the day. And I'm actually doing a lesson. I'm going to become like a mini Martin Lewis for children. So I'm doing a lesson for uh, children aged 7 to 11 and showing them how they should be confident with money. So getting them, hopefully, to be future FT leaders as well.
1: <laughs> well, we, we, we need all the help we can get right now. But your big point about all of this, Bobby, is that being more confident with maths can make us more confident with our finances. And because children's attitudes towards money are frighteningly, um, often set by the age of seven, according to the Money Advice Service, the earlier that you can get to them, the more you can make them realise that maths and numeracy could be the key to financial happiness later in life.
0: Absolutely, because so many people have negative experiences of maths. So they think, oh, I hate numbers, I can't deal with it. And therefore, in their daily lives, when it comes to their bank statements, personal finance, pay slips, they ignore it because they think there's numbers. And obviously, I've acknowledged math isn't going to magically make you financially secure, but it does mean you can understand the numbers that are involved with your finances. For young kids, you know, from five, six, seven, start talking to them about money, you know, get them thinking about decisions when you go to the shops. And adults as well, if you're struggling with, with your personal finances, addressing your numeracy issues is an easy way in to at least start tackling that big beast of personal finance.
1: Well, thanks very much there to Bobby Seagull. You can read his money column, The Pandemic is Also a Test of Our Math Skills, right now on our website, ft.com slash money. And that has the remaining four questions um, on maths that, as Bobby said, half of UK adults sadly can't answer. Although, in the words of one um, FT reader who commented online, David Tallboys, any FT readers, he says, who couldn't get five out of five for those questions ought to give up making comments learn some arithmetic. <laughs> oh <dear. laughs> Quite. David, maybe you're a math teacher, but Bobby, we look forward to welcoming you back on the podcast sometime soon.
0: Thank you so much, Claire, and happy related or late National
1: numeracy Day. That's it from The Money Show this week. You can contact me or our team of experts by email, money at ft.com is our address, or follow us on Twitter, at FT Money, the latest news updates. We'll be back next week at the usual
2: time. Goodbye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes